excited because uh, my friend from Bethesda, where I was a couple years ago, like three, four years ago, is going to be here sharing with us today. And um, you know what? Let's just, Dean, why don't you come on up? I'm going to give you a hug because we should. Oh. Yeah, the, uh, it's great to be here. It's, we really miss him. We really miss Matt. It's like coming <laughs> back to Bethesda. You know, the, the, you know, we've had the meet and greets at different, you know, our church. But that was the most awesome meet and greet. I mean, people from back there came up here. People from back there went there. Usually it's like, oh, hi, hi. That's it. And uh, that's community. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was, that was the best one I've ever been to. Hey, hey. So, so uh, well, Dean, you know, I, I've known you for a while, but let, let's just start. Tell us, let's just start by this. Tell us about your family first. All right. I, we uh, got about an hour and a half. <laughs> Perfect. The last couple of weeks we've taken the services so long that, you know, no one's going to know. <laughs> the, uh, I've got uh, my wife, uh, 32 years, and uh, is here, Charlene, and I have three children, uh, a girl and two boys, uh, and I have four grandchildren. And uh, they all left Eau Claire. Uh, one was in the military, one was a firefighter in Colorado. My daughter went to school, and now they're all back in Eau Claire, and I'm as lucky as you can get. So that's have like all, a, all the kids back. That's like grandparents' dream. Oh, right I there. know. It's ridiculous. You and that's not even what I that. dreamed about. Yeah. I, I actually thought about that. You know, I, I thought I wanted the other. I, I, like, I would go visit them. Yeah. But it's the best. Yes, yes. Okay, so Dean, um, before we start to talk about what you do outside of, of the world or mm-hmm. outside of the country, tell us first what you do for a living. Okay, I'm uh, um, an entrepreneur. Uh, I own a food distribution company, and um, you've probably uh, shopped at Menards, and if you've shopped at Menards, then you've probably bought some of the food that I supply them. They're my biggest customer, but I, 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 I've been doing that uh, since I, was, I started my business while I was in college in Eau Claire, actually. Really? Yep. And you just got into it because what? I didn't even know you were at Menards. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's developed over time. And um, What food do you have at Menards? I mean, I want to know. Well, like a, a thousand different items there. So it's Whoa. almost impossible not to, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> not to grab one. Okay, good. But Fun. Okay, so um, that's what you do for a living. Tell us. So what we're going to be focused on today is, is Chad Africa because we have missionaries there. And I don't know if... I don't even know if our own church knows this, but so this is a, a church, a Lutheran Brethren congregation, and there's 125 of them that are all over America and Canada, and in 1900, they started out with three or four churches, and in 1901, they, they pooled their money and their resources together, and they started sending missionaries overseas. That was their number one objective, and I think for the first 50 years, they sent 50% of their budget overseas for missionaries. The Church of the Lutheran Brethren, which is one we're a part of, is responsible for between 2.5% and 3% of the world's Bible translations. Let that sink in. When you think about people going to another country and developing God's word for them, 3%. That's, I think that's pretty, considering it's 125 churches in this, you know? And if you go overseas, we're smaller in America than we are overseas. But, so tell us how you got involved and got started doing some of this stuff. Well, uh, I attended Bethesda. I, I attend Bethesda, and Bethesda has a, a kind of a cool um, uh, story um, and history. Uh, so the very first missionaries who uh, 
actually the very first missionaries ever to go to Chad, not for our church, but ever to go to Chad, was sent by the Lutheran Brethren. And their names were uh, Bergy Revney. And if you, you can see later on, maybe you'll see this canoe. Uh, and and uh, uh, Harold Revney is the little boy inside that canoe. And Harold was an elder at Bethesda. And, and uh, he, uh, upon uh, the Rodney and Helen Benberg, who uh, were pastors at our church, um, were sent. Uh, and the reason they were able to be sent is because um, Harold Revney, the son of the original uh, missionary, uh, prompted the Sunday school to give enough money so the, uh, so the Benbergs would go. And then the Benbergs were called to our church as a pastor, and they had a son named Dan. And uh, Dan, I, I gave Dan his first job. And we became friends over, over many years. And then in 2002, he was called to the village of Doe. And uh, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but at, at, uh, at that point, he, 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 he said to me, Dean, why don't you join me and visit me in Africa? And then that was the first mistake I made, was <laughs> I said, Dan, I have no, no desire to go to Africa. The place would drive me crazy. And uh, so I, I've got a few suggestions if none of you want to go to Africa. First, don't say you'll never go to Africa. <laughs> Second, you know, maybe you shouldn't belong to the Lutheran Brethren. Yeah. You know, maybe you shouldn't hang around Brennan because I know he's got the Africa itch. He's been there. I have. And, and, uh, and I would really love to travel, and we've talked about it for years, right? Travel together in Chad? Almost this year. Yeah. Almost this year. So, um, and then I started... Uh, Dan, Dan had brought um, uh, some pictures back, and I was just looking through the pictures, and there was this, uh, this guy that stuck out, and his name is E.C. I sometimes get emotional, but anyway, I'll try not to. Um, E.C., I just started praying for E.C. I put his picture above my phone, started to pray for him, and uh, my, my fourth trip to Africa... I came into the village, and someone said, you're the friend of E.C. Yeah. Wow. Why did E.C. stand out to you? You know, I, I have no idea. Okay. Um, he's not a prominent member of the village. I think that's kind of why. Yeah. He's, he's an outcast. He, uh, you know, uh, community is everything in Africa, and, and, and children is everything. And he hasn't been able to have children, so his wives have left him. They, you know, they've told him that he's cursed by God. And so I just have a soft spot, a soft spot for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and then because of my work with EC, because EC is a Chadian cowboy by trade, I thought, you know, why don't I buy some cows? And uh, so I now own 20 cows in Africa. <laughs> and, and what I do in Africa is actually economic development and um, business development and uh, microloans. But I bought the cows because I can have two separate families from the village of Doe take care of those cows, and I don't pay them to do that. So they milk the cows, they drink the milk, of course, they'll milk the cows and sell, um, sell, sell the milk for income. I pay for medicine and those kind of things, and, and uh, one day when my herd gets big enough, I'll hire E.C. to be my cowboy, to take them to Cameroon to sell them. And um, so that's kind of the, the very first thing I started, 
Do you have any other? I, I can just keep no. going on, but. Wow. <clears throat> this is um, great. So what you said that when Dan first asked you, you said, I have no desire to go. So mm -hmm. how did you end up over there? Well. Uh, and what was the first trip like? Well, uh, the first trip, well, actually, um, we, we had given, as a family, um, some money for a well. And um, I wanted to see that process. I had this weird idea that my sons, who are six, three, six, four, and you know, I think of myself, you know, as a tough guy, uh, that we would help dig the well, and it's all done by hand, not like shovels, but with, you know, they, they, they literally you just like that. You saw that, and uh, we lasted three, three and a half minutes, hundred degrees <laughs> heat. You know, it's just not for uh, Norwegian dudes uh, who aren't used to 110 degrees. I tried it. It's, it's it, hard. It's hard. It's very hard. And they so, do that for, takes eight hours to, to do that. And they do it constantly for eight hours. Because they, they send go. that pipe at, what is it, like? Uh-huh. Uh, 300, uh, 300 feet down. Yeah. So, and then when you're doing it too, like, I was like, oh, let me try. So let me try. But really, I'm in the way because they're so <laughs> lock synced that they're. Oh, man. That's just unbelievable. And they're moving their hands. And you just feel like, okay, I'm in the way. I'm going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and uh, I also, you know, have uh, my kids were able to travel to European countries, and I really wanted them to see what a develop, uh, people in development countries uh, live like. And so, I, I went and um, then fell in love with the full bay. And uh, our our church has adopted the full bay as a as a people group. And and what we mean by that is, did I just try? okay? Uh, what I mean by that is is that we as a church have committed to working with the full bay and loving the full bay and, and uh, until there's a, a church uh, that uh, is established. And, and, you know, one of the cool, I'm going to back up a little bit, one of the cool things about the Lutheran Brethren is that we sent that first missionary over to Chad. It took seven years for the first convert. It took 35 years to get uh, 8,500 people, and now almost 100 years later, they have 150,000 Christians attending church in Lutheran Brethren churches in Chad, Africa. <laughs> and that's, that, that's And now what they're doing is they're sending missionaries and partnering with the Lutheran Brethren International Missionary with their missionaries and our missionaries, and we're partnering together. And they're just amazing, incredible people. Yeah pastors and 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 we're partnering together which is amazing because we talked about community and how I was saying how impressive you guys are as a community you know you're like all mixing and 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 community is so important in Africa and so when when we are showing that we're a community with those Chadians pastors as well as well as our Chadian missionaries and the people who come over like myself and a lot of other people who come brand came over um, th that shows them that we have a community too, and and it can, and and it's just an amazingly powerful uh, way of doing ministry. So so let me ask questions for for people who don't know. Why do we put wells in? I know, but why do we put wells in? What happens if we don't put wells in? And, and like, what's the benefit for the people? And go through the whole thing. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not like. I've been, I've been to Chad seven times in the last nine years, but I'm not you know, an expert at economic development. But I'm not afraid to say this, that providing clean water 
There is no greater investment than doing that. And it, it, uh, it's amazing. Not only are, are you, are we helping the, the health of, of them, but the women and girls, uh, go get the water and they'll have to travel two miles several times a day to go get water. And they're, and they're getting out of a mud puddle or a river. And tell them, tell them how, how old are some of these girls? How young? Oh, like, uh, eight years old. And, and so there's the safety aspect of it. Can you imagine sending your eight-year-old daughter through the bush of Africa, uh, to collect water? Um, miles, it, it, miles. it is. And, and, and so the time, just the efficiency and time saving is amazing. The, the health, but you know, what's the coolest thing about it? I have seen because, uh, I, I have seen how it gives our missionaries and our chatting missionaries credibility because we're walking alongside them with economic development things that I'm doing. We're doing water wells. We, we've had uh, doctors come over and help and do clinics. We're walking alongside them and, and we're, 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 you know, um, interested in their health and, and their care. And, and when I think of adoption, like our church is adopted, I, I think of it as how we would, if I adopted a child, right? I would care for them. They'd become part of our community. You know, we'd provide for them, and it's a, it's the same it's the same thing we're doing, and it's amazingly powerful because these people are so poor uh, that you know why, why would they just want some guy coming up and preaching the gospel at them? Um, and, but by by doing some of those social ministries, it just gives us incredible incredible. Um, credibility and, and our words mean something. So when you walk into the village, so you walk into a village, um, how are the people towards you? I think in our mind, we think, because it's, it's predominantly Muslim. Yep. Um, obviously, they don't speak English. Nope. And when you walk in, you're one of the only white people they've maybe ever seen outside of the, and for some of them, you've been walking around and you're the first white person some of them have ever seen. So uh, how are the people towards you? You know, um, our, our Lutheran Brethren International Mission has, has, uh, has put in like 140 wells already. And so uh, we're kind of like rock stars now, you know. Uh, we go and people are like, uh, matter of fact, but I keep digressing, sorry. But our family put in this well nine years ago. And just on this last trip, um, the village heard that I was back in town, and they walked nine miles, eight of them, to thank me for putting in a well nine years ago. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and so that's the power of working in social uh, in, on social things. And then we have the people on the ground who are sharing the gospel. And, we sh and what's cool about the, the, the Muslims uh, is that they, they, they love to talk about spiritual things. And so we're constantly talking about spiritual things. We're constantly sharing the gospel. And, and we're able to do that because, you know, we have relationships and we have this huge, long, 100-year history. I know there's kind of like two ways that we share, the, that, that we talk, sit down and talk to them. I know one of them's in the morning mm -hmm. and then the other one's on a, on a will you, someone yeah. say, will you say it? You know, my favorite thing yeah. uh, to do when I'm in the village of Doe is we, we lit, you know, stay at Dan's old house. It's going to be the Narvison's house in, in the future. I'm going over there in October, actually, just to help uh, 
you know, make the house a little bit nicer because no one's lived in it for a while. But um, we have breakfast outside the house and um, out, out and there's some trees and it's always hot in Africa and it provides shade and the guys come around and, and we sit around tables and we, and we break bread together and we, we, we laugh and we share and, and, we, and we talk about spiritual things. And, and, then, and then as the day progresses, you know, when we have a down day, I'll just walk outside of Dan's home and I'll take a right. And just a little f farther down the road on the right-hand side, there's some shade trees. And that's kind of where the 60-year-olds hang out. And the imam lives close to there. So we sit down and, and, and we sit on the mats and we talk. And we, we mostly talk about spiritual things because the imam's there. And, uh, and then after we, we, we talk and share, uh, we, we take a left and go towards uh, a co-op building that uh, Bethesda actually built um, for the village of Doe. And that's where the chief lives. He lives very close to there. And, and there's a, there's a, um, uh, like a straw little hut that we uh, sit under. And the chief has a great sense of humor and, and, and we, we laugh and, and joke and we talk about business and uh, we talk about spiritual things. And then and then uh, after that, we, we head left again towards the uh, Shari River. And, and um, there's, um, there's um, uh, I have a partner in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, um, in an orchard that I'm putting together in Doe. And, uh, it's, uh, and so we sit down by, by Abakar's house. And uh, there's a well there that Bethesda provided. And there's a... There's a um, mango tree that Dan and Abakar, you know, planted 20 years ago. And we sit under there with the 20-year-olds and, and uh, we have discussions and talk and, and get to know each other. And, and, um, and, and, and it's right next to Dotiwa's home. And, and Dotiwa's home is where we put a millet mill in uh, through a microloan. And, uh, and it's just amazing to just get to know uh, the people of Doe and the Full Bay. Uh, Full Bay are an amazing people group. They're, they're, I call them the Norwegians of Africa, actually, because, you know, they were the warriors, just like the Norwegians were. And, and they play, when, when they're young, this is the kind of games, they're amazingly tough, nobody messes with the Full Bay. They take a mirror and they put it up so the person behind them can uh, see their face. And then the person takes a switch and they they hit each other's back with a switch, and whoever flinches first loses. And they're just ridiculously tough. And even the little kids play these games where they're smacking each other's knuckles, et cetera. So they're really, really a tough people group. But, you know, they're also amazingly influential. And we get to, uh, and, and I really, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but I really would, I really hope that, you know, you guys would maybe consider adopting the full bay as well, because they're an amazing people group that have known to, are, are known to have brought Islam to the north of Africa. And we get to be part of seeing that same people group one day bring the gospel yeah. back across north of Africa. Um, Sorry, am I rambling no, on too much? I'm, I, I'm sucked in, I love listening. Uh, so you, you talk about like, well we loan, or, because mm. I know some of the wells are gifted, but they're not completely gifted. So can you just walk through, like, the process of, of like, 
how we how you choose like to do what you do mm. i know there's a well I'll, I'll i'll talk about two things the wells yeah. one of the things i love about uh how the lutheran brethren international mission mission goes about doing things like this is that these wells none of the wells are 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 actually 100 percent gifted uh each of the communities uh have to give uh, 10, 15, 20% towards the well, so they have skin in the game. And you can do so much damage uh, by just giving things out. And, 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 uh, and so they have skin in the game. We have meetings. Our, our pastors, uh, Chatty and as well as our missionaries, come down, have meetings. We, we form co-ops because, you know, they don't really think about the future and, and so we form a co-op where they'll all start giving money because the we don't repair the wells we tell them this is your well and you have to repair it if it breaks and so you need to start collecting money in a fund so when it breaks and it will break that uh, because it's your well and and we also say this is a gift to you but you need to give this as people travel and it's a very nomadic society and people are traveling through and there's a lack of water or a lack of clean water that when, when they come out, this isn't just for you, this is a gift from God and that you should share it with others. And so that's incredibly powerful. And when I do my, my microloans, um, I'm literally you know, writing business plans. Uh, we've put in, um, you saw the peanut, uh, shelling machine. I, I, I write small business plans to make sure that it, it's, it's sustainable and it's uh, technologically appropriate and, and so they can pay back the loan. I don't give them, I don't give them, I could give them the, the gift, but it's, it's better to empower them, right? And, 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 to, and to teach them how to do business and, and replace machines. And, and, and so we have all these talks for hours and hours and hours on the mats ab about just one project and and you know honestly it took me three w what i've accomplished in africa in nine years i could do in a few months in the united states um you know it took three times to go to africa just to get an idea of what might work because you have the, you know you got an american mind right and I thought, oh, well, we could do this and this and all. And it's, it's like, no, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to have tractors in Africa at this point in Chad because tractors take fuel and tractors break down and, and their crops don't, they're, they're subsistence farmers. They, they don't, it doesn't produce enough income to pay for gas or to repair a tractor. And so you have to be very, very careful. So it took me three times just to figure out what might work, another two times to just get some, some, some things started. And, and now we're moving quite fast. But and So for example, so that people can understand this, we'll, we'll go through each one of them, or not each one, but a couple of them. How much time does it save the check? Like the, the, because just so you know, this might be offensive, but when, 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 and you, you said this nicely, but to get water in Chad is woman's work. Mm -hmm. You guys get that? Like, it would be the woman's job to go get water all day long. That's what you're good for, correct? So how much time does it save them? And how much, you know, like, now they don't have to walk two miles. Yeah. And they don't, that's truly what it is, too. Well, I, I just spoke um, at a, um, uh, Oak Hill in the Twin Cities, Lutheran Brethren, and they've put in five wells. And those five wells 
I estimate saves 350,000 hours of those women and girls per year. I mean, th these, these girls walk several miles several times a day because they can only carry, you know, and they're carrying, you know, literally, you know, an 8, 10, 12-year-old girl carrying a, a jerry can of water. It's like 35 pounds, miles. It's amazing. And um, I don't even let my daughter or my kids walk to school on their bikes. Now. <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten more lenient here, but like when Eli wants to ride his bike to school, I literally say, oh yeah, go ahead, ride your bike to school. And I follow him <laughs> to the school in my car, and then I turn off and take the other kids to school. Yeah. And I could not imagine letting my kids walk miles to go get water. And yeah. it's not clean water, it's river water. Yeah. You know, it's, it's puddle water. Yeah, and, and um, you know, the most difficult thing for me when I'm in Africa is actually the suffering of women, seeing the suffering of women and girls because they, you know, um, we've, we've put some microloans together for millet machines, but they pound, you saw that picture of them pounding millet. And Who pounds millet? The, the young girls and, and the wives. And, and, and you'll hear that pounding all day long, just constantly pounding and pounding. And, and, uh, and then they're, and they're, and they're there too, and they cook all the food and they get all the water and basically they're responsible for virtually everything. And so um, it, it's, it's amazing um, how just putting in a millet mill or a well will reduce that suffering greatly. It's just amazing. Yeah. And, and there, is there is no greater investment. Uh, it, it, it's $5,000 to put in a well. It actually, $5,000 with the Lutheran Brethren uh, International Mission, uh, what's it called? Something Waters. Uh, living Waters. waters. Li living Waters. They charge $5,000. Of which, that is paying for our Chadian missionaries to continue to go back to that, those well recipients and have discussions and sharing the gospel and creating relationships. So that's part of, of, of that money. It's not just for the well. Okay, I'm Amazing. we're going to wrap this up. So I'm going to ask Chloe two questions. One, uh, this, won't, this won't be a short answer, but tell me about your, like I know you said there's that guy, Easy. 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 But like, it's not always easy, easy being there though. So tell me, tell us a little bit about the hardship real quick. Oh, well, um, you know, uh, it, it, it is uh, spine-poundingly difficult to travel. Um, and it's, you know, it's 100, 110 degrees. I'm going to be going in uh, August, which will be the 110 degrees. I'm going back in uh, January, February, and that'll be like uh, in the 80s. And it drops down to like 70, and you're actually cold. It's that hot and you're shivering at night uh, when it's 70 degrees. And, and uh, so, uh, and then it's so humbling because you're, 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 you're part of this group that are helping them. And so you'll go into a, into a, um, a refugee camp where we just put a well, or we just gave out some food and some mosquito nets. Um, and, and, and literally, I've been at a, at a place where a friend of mine donated the, um, donated the, the money for the well, and, and they had a total, they were refugees from the Central African Republic who have moved into Chad because they lost everything. And, and they had six animals, and they gave me one of the animals, and I was like, Dan, I can't, 
can't take this. It's one-sixth of their wealth. And Musa, uh, who is a Chadian who helps doing the wells, he said, Dean, you have to take this. This is a gift from them, and they really appreciate. And so, you know, it's just, it's like brutal to, to uh, you know, it, I mean, it's amazing, but it's brutal at the same time. And they're so thankful, and they, and, and, and they give so generously. I've had all these really old women come with a, a basket of beans on top of their head and say, thank you so much, and give me the beans. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's just, you know, it's just, um, it, but it's amazingly powerful, but ridiculously humbling and difficult. And, and uh, but I love every minute of it. So it's not that difficult anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Okay. Give me a baby step. If we wanted to do something in Chaz someday, what, what would baby step be? Well, there's a, there's a couple things. One. No, just know, one. No, uh, no, no I, I, have to, I have to give you a couple. <laughs> one is, um, you know, uh, what it's really been, uh, uh, it's, it's been a, kind of a long process at Bethesda. Uh, and, and I went to Oak Hill because uh, they've adopted the full bay as well. And our mission group, you know, has full bay, uh, Balala, and Bagarme people. And, uh, and, and so we're working with Oak Hill kind of together as a community, uh, partnering together on, on things. And, and, and it just happens that I'm here and you just happen to, you know, so I, I'm saying, you know, you might want to consider adopting the full bay because they're an amazing group. And, and maybe we could work together with Oak Hill and Bethesda and we could, you know, uh, be a community of believers who are, have adopted them. So that would be cool. It would be, but Bethesda might feel like you got me, you took Matt, and now we're going to take you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, 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 we would love it, yeah, and we would. love you. And um, uh, the other thing is um, uh, donating money for a well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, because there's no greater return on investment, um, and it's $5,000, which is usually reachable, but... Another, um, so, so donating for a well, and then they uh, show you what well, and, and, and we can go visit it. Yeah. Or you guys can come with us and visit the well. But there's also something cool happening. There's, uh, there's Nathaniel and Carrie Zabodi, um, uh, our missionaries uh, to the uh, uh, Bagarme people. But uh, there's a Fulbe commu- community that has just arrived there, and they've been having an amazing ministry there, and they're starting a little school. And, and uh, because we've adopted the full bay, and even though they work with the Bagarame, but th- they've had some really amazing ministry with the full bay. And uh, in addition, a full bay man was uh, just a couple months ago uh, baptized, which was pretty cool. And, and so there's a school that's starting there. And so, you know, for uh, the, the full bay are really farmers and nomadic, you know, take, they take care of cows and goats. And so we've been buying some cows so that the full bay could stay in that village and send their kids to school and they could take care of the cows and they would have something to eat because they drink the milk and sell the milk for income. And so for $1,000, you could do that, you know, if you didn't want to do a $5,000 well. So there's just so many little things to do and, and, we, f- and, and, and we can communicate that back uh, yeah. to you, et cetera. And, and, but, you know, it would be amazing if you guys would maybe consider adopting the full base. Sorry to bring that up again. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> well, can we uh, thank Dean for coming? Thank you. My pleasure. And you guys are, are so fortunate. We, we miss these two a lot. Great I tell, heart. I, I tell them every week how lucky they are. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, we're going we're to pray for Dean real quick and for Charlene. And, and uh, dear Lord, uh, it's funny how the things that we never think that we're going to do end up being sometimes where you call us. And, and uh, Lord, even if I say that, I never knew I would be in a small, smaller town in Iowa. And yet my heart is completely full. And, Lord, I thank you for doing that with Dean as he never thought he wanted to go to Chad, and yet he's been there seven times in nine years, Lord. And, Lord, we just pray for him and his family and pray for, for their continued work in Chad and the long-term relationship and partnership that he's creating with them, Lord. So, Lord, would you uh, bring him back? Would you bring band member back with him? Maybe we can do a whole weekend just learning about the full day, learning about for Jeremy and, and the other adopted groups we have in Chad. And, and Lord, thank you for the work that, that gets done there. We right now just want to pray for um, for that village that, that still walks to get water and, and that village that needs different other medicine and, and, and millet grinders or pounders. I don't even know all the terminology, Lord, but grinders. But Lord, we just pray that you can would use us, use people around us to change the lives of, of not just a family, but a community, Lord. And Lord, as we maybe someday bring water, may we bring what you call the living water, Lord Jesus, so that they may never thirst again. Because that's what we're called to. So Lord, thank you for the reach that you've given Dean that, that extends from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, all the way to Chad, Africa. It's It's, it's like your reach, Lord, that you reach down from heaven and, and hug us and love us and own us and claim us. And, and Lord, may you continue to do that um, as you send us as well. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Dean.